0: xeno logic what's good guys and welcome to another episode of Zeno's mini football logic it's obviously Zeno here and today we're going to talk about the 4-3 the 4-3 you know what i mean by the 4-3 Liverpool 4 Tottenham Hotspur 3 now where to start a lot of things happened in this game let's be real here a lot of things happened after this game Obviously, I'm talking about the match a few hours after it was done and after re-watching the game on Match of the Day, after watching it live, and damn, man, what the hell is wrong with Tottenham in the opening 15 minutes of a football game? The Newcastle match literally went 4-0 down in like 16, 17 minutes and went 5-0 down after 20. In this game, it was literally 3-0 after, it was 2-0 after 5 minutes and then it was 3-0 after like 15, 16 minutes. It looked like it was the same thing was going to happen again. But under Ryan Mason, for some weird reason, we have this extra attribute where we seem to fight back. Obviously, in the last episode, I, I talked about how Tottenham managed to come back. In their last game against United, they were able to turn the deficit, a 2-0 half-time deficit, into a 2-0 draw. And it looked like they just repeated the same thing again. They were 3-0 down this time. Well, 3-1 down because obviously Kane got the goal before half time even though Koleseski should have scored and Son should have scored if it wasn't for Virgil van van Dijk clearing off the line you know Virgil van Dijk who got absolutely scored for the first goal by the way that Tottenham scored but nonetheless um, it was 3-1 but it could have been so much more and then the second half the chances that we had at the beginning of the second the chances that Tottenham had at the beginning of the second half literally Swan hit the post and then Romero hit the post at this point it could have been 3-3 by this point like it could have been 3-3 the comeback could have been complete you know obviously Liverpool took the lead three minutes in um, what's his name Curtis Jones who's his first Premier League goal of the season uh, from another Trent Alexander-Arnold assist him playing a central midfielder is something that I've been telling people that Liverpool should have done a long time ago because naturally Trent Alexander-Arnold is a central midfielder he just got pushed to right back when he was coming f- up to the final level of the lengths at senior level and Klopp decided to play him as a right back and he's, he's a quality at you know being able to deliver an accurate pass has got him, had, had, turned him, had turned him into one of the best right-backs in the world. But unfortunately, you know, as we can all see, he was never able to improve his defence again to a level that matched close to his attacking output. Nonetheless, enough about that. It became 2-0 in the flash. When Gakpo was sent through and he put a cross in for Luis Diaz, who made his first start since his injury, you know, he managed to finish near post. So obviously at this point, everyone's thinking, history is repeating itself, another 6-1 incoming. Another embarrassment incoming for Tottenham Hotspur, you know, who apparently have conceded more goals this year than any other team apart from Leeds. Which in itself is an absolutely disgusting achievement and something that should not be happening. But the reality is, if Dyer starts for you every single game, how good could your defence really be? You know, with that man starting in defence, the man that I call Diabolical. You know, this guy has been at the club for so long and he hasn't shown any enough it hasn't shown enough improvement or enough true quality to justify the tenure of his career at Tottenham. It just doesn't make sense why he's still there after all these years. Nonetheless, obviously it became free 0 when Romero took down Gakpo and Salah clicked the penalty into the roof of the net. And then suddenly, just like the United game, the gene, the fight back gene on the Mason seemed to kick in a bit earlier than it did in the United game. And then Tottenham started to care a bit more. They started to play some football, you know, but as, we, as we're learning now with Tottenham, especially under Ryan Mason, Tottenham seem to do this when, you know, they're behind rather than start the game like this. Now, if Tottenham start the game like this, suddenly they're a force that cannot be defeated. You know, play like that with that kind of intensity, all of a sudden you could be winning these sorts of games instead of trying to fight back. You know, the Newcastle game would have been nice to see them fight back full stop, but I guess it was a different manager. Clearly, Stalini couldn't get them up like Ryan Mason got them up. And, you know, and now we're in this situation here where Tottenham could have easily went into half time despite, despite the game starting pretty much like the Newcastle game, where they almost corrected the mistakes they made without actually correcting the main mistakes and actually offering a better reaction to the result or to the situation they were in by being able to actually fight back quicker. Hence giving themselves the platform to fight in the second half and completely turn the game around. All in all, Tottenham Liverpool they took their chances and you know, they had, they had when they had the chances, they took them. But there was a lot of defensive errors. Once again, Tottenham were too wide open. Pedro Porro and Perisic in a defensive back line just doesn't work on a defensive level. When you play against teams like Liverpool, Newcastle, United, even, you can't play those guys. You need to have one you know, more naturally defensive wing back. Either it be Emerson when he comes back from injury, or Ben Davis, who played as a left centre back today, or in this game, and he did you know okay okay I guess, but it's literally like he could have just put Longley there and played Davis's left wing back. Obviously Perisic played decent; he did set up Kane's goal, but honestly, the 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 defensive weakness of Pedro Porro is horrible, and so is so is the case of Perisic because Paulo lost his man back post. You know, he didn't know Jones was behind him. <sighs> Anyways, enough about that. In the second half, Tottenham showed true fight. But as we as we all know, Tottenham are a second half team. Yeah? They don't turn up in the first half. They fall asleep first half. Second half, they wake up. This was how it was even when Conte was here. This is just how they've always been. And it's very, very frustrating if you're a fan of these men. Because it's literally like, just play like this in the first half. And then all of a sudden, you you know, suddenly you, you're going to end up getting better results. That's how it should work anyways, you know? But... Anyways, Tottenham did all of the right things, got themselves back. Son scored, finally, yeah, eventually. And Richarlison finally got his first goal for Tottenham in the Premier League after 22 games. In his 23rd game for Tottenham, he finally scored. And obviously he shushed crowd and stuff because, you know, the Everton connection... Only for the replay cameras to stop running and to see Lucas Moura put in a beautiful through ball for Jota to then latch onto and slot into the far corner. You know how short-lived that joy must have been? It was extremely short-lived. Tottenham fans were still celebrating for flip's sake. A sweet comeback from 3-0 down, you can't blame them. This was a comeback that came against all the odds. You know, obviously Liverpool didn't help themselves, but boy, did Tottenham put the pressure on in that second half in particular. And all of that hard work... Slipped away because of one dodgy tactical decision by Ryan Mason to take off Pedro Porro and put on Lucas Moura, who isn't even a right wing-back. Yeah, that sucks. You know, you thought, you, you, thought our you thought Tottenham's wing-backs were offensive before those substitutions? Think about it. We took off Perisic and we took off. Tottenham took off Perisic and they took off Pedro Porro and put on Danjuma and Lucas Moura two wingers the player wing back I get it we're throwing we're throwing everything at it trying to get a goal and it paid off but as you can see there was some consequences to that a lack of focus a lack of concentration a lack of awareness whatever you want to call it it could be all of those things in fact that led to Jota who you know as we all know might not have been on the pitch shouldn't maybe shouldn't have maybe been on the pitch after he booted the hell out of Skip's head you know left him bleeding and stuff and and he had to get subbed off You know, obviously Liverpool fans will will come back with the whole, oh but he stepped on Luis Diaz's ankle. Stop it, man. He got the ball. Leave that alone, man. You know, end of the day, it's it's in the eye of the beholder. You see how you see it based on your biases and, and, and within your agendas. But the truth is, Jota was a very, very lucky guy to be on the pitch. And I'm talking about Jota here, not Skip. I'm talking about how lucky he was to be on the pitch to be the man to win the game for Liverpool. You know, got Klopp so hyped that he pulled his hamstring and stuff. You know, and he still taunted the fourth official, which is crazy to me. But Klopp is a madman anyways. If you hear his comments after the game and stuff, talking about how, oh man, Tottenham should just play better. He's got beef against Tottenham's style of play and it's actually so jokes. But I'm not going to leave that there. I'm not going to go into any more detail. Uh, the consequences of this game are quite clear. Tottenham's chances at top four are dead, finished. I said this in episode 78 and I'm saying it now in episode 79. The, the chances are done. If I see Tottenham in the top four, I don't know what the hell just happened in it. So must have got a penalty for, for, for something in it. the Points deduction or something because it's not going to happen. I've, I'll i be shocked to even see Tottenham in the Europa League spots, to be honest, because Brian are coming. So, honestly, y- you know, Liverpool keep their fate hoops alive. And I said it in 78, they have a very tiny chance just because of who they are. Liverpool are a world-class team and these four successive victories in a row, this one the least out of all of them, shows their quality. And how good they were in the past. In the seasons before this year. So it's no surprise that things are starting to correct for them. And they're starting to now slowly try and climb up. If United and Newcastle slip up. Liverpool will be the team to take advantage. It won't be Tottenham Hotspur. Because as you can see they're in no condition. 46 goals conceded in 23 matches. 12 goals conceded. I believe it's 12. Yeah. 6. Newcastle. 2 United. for this game. That's 12 goals conceded. Yeah. In in just 4 games. Yeah it extends to 15 and 5 yeah it's not good they're conceding too many goals too many goals <laughs> the three at the back doesn't work obviously the most goals that was conceded in the game in that period was when, when they switched to 4-3-3 but that 4-3-3 was the most misguided thing I've ever seen Tottenham do in a long time and trust me I've seen Tottenham do some really misguided things you know really misguided things anyways and the overall scale of play to conclude a draw would have been the best result I think both teams deserve to get a point each out of it of course the way that Liverpool started they started like a house on fire but Tottenham as we know traditionally nowadays they like to give teams that advantage at the beginning of football matches but they just completely shut down after taking the 3-0 lead they logged off the difference between them and Newcastle was quite stark Newcastle kept going Liverpool just shut off just kept the ball passed it around thought the job was done nope he forgot this is Mason's Tottenham not Stellini's Tottenham and as a result, Tottenham found a way to fight back. And, you know, it was a fantastic, you know, show of heart and desire, just like in the United game, to get back into the game. But, of course, this time, a dodgy tactical, you know, substitution cost them the game. Lucas Moura lost concentration. He's a free agent in the summer. Does he love, does, is he going to fight for Tottenham the same way he used to? I doubt it, you know, hence why he doesn't play as much, you know. But these things happen in football. But, of course, they're always going to happen to Tottenham. Richarlison Charleston celebrating, shushing the crowd only for a few seconds later to see the ball in the back of the net, it, it's pain. A lot of people will enjoy that because a lot of people hate which But it's pain if you're a Tottenham fan. And pain if you want to see Tottenham win, which is not a lot of people, to be honest, I can't lie. But um, it is what it is. Liverpool, you know, didn't have many opportunities to score. But when they did, they scored... <laughs> and that's just how it is Tottenham hit the post three times (laughs) you know this is the difference you know one team took their chances the other did not so that's just how it is I think I'm going to end it here thank you guys for listening and I'll see you all in the next episode be sure to like and subscribe you know if you have not already because these videos are going to start pumping out going to be start pumping out that doesn't even make sense going to start pumping at an alarming rate so yeah I'll see you guys in the next episode. Mini Ladi.